0: Now, today on the show, we have internationally renowned trance channel, Riz Mirza. And Riz has channeled over 100 different well-known spirit guides over the last decade in front of live audiences. He has done 2,500 live weekly channel gatherings called the Circle of Light, with over 8,000 hours of recorded sessions over the past decade. Riz and I had a wonderful conversation and had two of his spirit guides come in, which had profound messages for all of us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Riz and his spirit guides. I'd like to welcome the show, Riz Mirza. How are you doing, Riz?
2: I'm doing great, Alex. Nice to be here with you guys.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. Um, I'm looking forward to talking to you about your uh, unique journey in the spiritual space. So uh, the very first question I have to ask you, my friend is, what was your life like before the insanity of channeling came into your life?
2: I think it was the insanity of not channeling, and then replaced by the insanity of channeling. <laughs> 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 because what do I mean by that when you are not doing what is the most natural, purposeful thing mm-hmm. about you? Nothing feels right until you find it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I say the insanity of not channeling then was replaced by the the insane, crazy world of channeling. So I don't think I've ever had a well, I don't even know what a sane moment is anymore. now it's <laughs> it's it's leveling out now after uh you know two decades of this so so what so, so yeah. what was so,
0: when you were younger, when you were younger, how was it like before you actually started to professionally channel or actually talk about channeling and so on?
2: Well, let's get into the definition of what even channeling is. And we're talking about people who channel spirit guides, people who channel messages from spirit guides. That's mm-hmm. the word when, you, when you're when you using in the system, that's what channeling means. But the channeling can be used in any field. You can be someone who channels and you're an accountant. And I think we need more accountants who are channels, by the way. <laughs> <They channel> numbers. <laughs> we need lawyers who are channels. We need politicians who are channels. So I teach people how to get out way. That's what channeling is. You step the way. And for a psychic, you're just allowing the spirit guide to come through and the messages. But that's the same, Alex, for for what you do. You know when you're doing something and it's in a flow. You're almost not even controlling it. In fact, you're not controlling it. You're kind of somewhere in there, somewhere way, way, way back. But that energy is taking over. Athletes do it. They call it being in the zone. Mm -hmm. So it's like you are it's an unconscious consciousness because you're kind of trancing out trans channel. Mm -hmm. And then it's a conscious unconsciousness. What does that mean? That means that I am definitely with intent going into that state of unconscious, higher conscious, different consciousness. Look, I don't really believe there's an unconsciousness. I just think that you're conscious on a different level. For example, You're sleeping you're not unconscious so we're all channels what how do we channel what do we mean we're all channels everybody has something that they do that when they step out of the way that thing that task those words that energy just flows through you and it lands exactly where it was supposed to land you kind of after you finish it you go whoa what did i just do whoa who said that you finish a conversation even with someone and you are in the stream of speaking to them. Maybe you're giving them information, helping them sort their life out, uh, telling them your opinion on what really matters to you about their situation. And suddenly you're like, oh, my God, I wasn't I wasn't prepared to say that. What just happened? So that's when you're channeling. You're, it's a conscious releasing of control or gripping that steering wheel really tight.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So spirit guides to come through us. This has been around for thousands of years. Now, we're all different colors and backgrounds. And, you know, this is just a costume. I'm just this dark-skinned Indian man this lifetime. But I could look like you last time or somebody else who's watching this, a different gender, different background. So I'm under no, uh, at least for me, no illusions that this is temporary. Mm-hmm. And that spirit guides and spirit guide have been around for all people in all historical backgrounds before religion came in, before the institutions that are popularly kind of organizing our society now came in and took hold, we were all tribes, black, white, brown, yellow, red, whatever color you are. You came from a tribe thousands of years ago. And in those tribes, we already know everyone had a role. There was the medicine woman. There was the warriors. There were the farmers. There was the healer. There was the shaman. who was also the psychic. People sat around a fire. And in those ceremonies, that shaman that psychic the channeler would bring messages forth from the ancestors we know this to be true because those traditions are passed down there's there's nothing different just because we have led candles now at my circles instead of big bonfires (laughs) what's the difference we're still sitting around in a circle so my my event for the last 15 years is called the circle of light which has been touch wood humbly speaking in my humble opinion which has been really the most consistent and popular channeling event in LA. It's now going on close to 3000 circles in 15 years. And it's always 40 to 50 people in each circle. And in my circles, Spirit Guides, every single person circle gets a message and gets to ask personal specific questions. So it is not just the guide coming through and giving about humanity which is which is incredible they do do that but then they go to every single person so my circles often go to 3 or 4 hours
0: well let me let me let me ask you this when you first started channeling how did you discover this in general because did you did you start hearing voices did you think you were going crazy did you have a different understanding cuz no, i I was I just imagined...
2: I was just really chicken and scared of the dark when i was a kid <laughs> as, all
0: <laughs> as all of us were as all of
2: us just don't turn off the light you know I would beg my parents why they would say what's wrong with you or I didn't want to go into a certain uh, part of the house. You know, we when we ended up living in, in a little house, um, we had a ping pong table, and mm-hmm. you know, it was in the and it was dark. And my brothers would go down and play, and my mom said, like, "Go down and play." I didn't want to play, even though I wanted to play it. Uh, and I would say, that I feel like people were watching me, and that was it for my parents. They didn't want to hear any more of that. What are you talking about your brothers go play there all the time there's no ghosts mm-hmm. down there you watch too many american movies my parents came from india Backstory: was born in harlem raised in the bronx in new york city mm-hmm. not a place where people expect shaman psychic mediums channelers to come out of mm-hmm. i i like to say that shamans do come out of the jungle except for me i came out of the concrete jungle
1: mm-hmm.
2: happen to be born what can i do about it so I felt presence. I felt spirits. I started to literally feel being physically touched in the house that I grew up in. So someone Mm. would just touch my shoulder and I would turn around and it was an actual physical connection. Um, And of course, was frightening. But there was something inside of me that knew I wasn't in danger. I can't, I don't know, because it's your calling, right? See, it, it was mm-hmm. my calling. So that's why I looking back, I go, that's probably why I wasn't completely terrified. And I kept it to myself. And I began to be really drawn to all things on television at the time growing up in the 80s. You know, we, mm, the
0: best. we had one
2: show a week, one or two shows a week about it, right? Do you remember yeah. those shows? Uh, yeah. It was blue 80s. to the TV, they're talking about ghosts. Now as mm-hmm. you go to Discovery Plus, there's 80 shows.
0: Oh. That's just a one channel. There's thousands and thousands right. of shows.
2: Right, right. So that's where it began. I, at seven years old, I had blurted out a mediumship reading. I was sitting with my mom in an apartment of her girlfriend's in Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. And I was a bored kid. Didn't have anything to do. My parents, you know, my mom is chatting with her girlfriend. I'm waiting for it to be over. And I blurted out, an old man died on that couch and he was drinking tea. I don't even know, Alex, why I said it. I have mm-hmm. no idea. There was no reason for me to say it. I blurted it out almost like I I wasn't even trying to say it. That was where the channeling began. I'm not trying. And it turned out the woman stopped talking. She had a little bit of a freak out and, and said, My father, she goes, her father did die on that couch and he was drinking tea. And she said to her her friend, which is my mom, did you tell him that? She goes, My mom goes, I didn't even know that. And then it was like, huh. She said, do you see him? I said, no. She goes, do you hear him? I said, no. She goes, well, how do you know? I said, I just know.
1: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. How old are you? Seven. Seven,
2: man, seven. And so then later on, and I, I I don't want to go, you know, you don't have to hear too much of that bore you with my story, but, uh, Then in high school, I was the guy at the lunch table that always gave really good advice to everybody. So it was I just became the advice guy. So they started calling me Riz the Wiz. That's where that name started. So that's on my Instagram. It's Psychic Riz the Wiz, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it came from when I was a kid. And little did I know, I was going to enter into this world of uh, magic and wizardry, of mediumship and channeling. Um, Twenty-seven years old, ended up at a channeling circle. I my mentor Alex Murray, who passed away last year after um, many many years on the planet, and one of the greatest channelers I of history, but wasn't famous, and had a circle in the Upper West Side of Manhattan in his apartment consistently every Tuesday night for forty years, and wow. people in New York know him, who are in the know, and and his his wizardry and his magic would change my life. I went for a channel. I was there to hear about my life i'm 27 years old years old and whether or not my band because i was a singer i know that was my life as a musician i was only there to hear about my musical career not about psychic anything told me i was going to be a channeler i didn't believe it one of my 40 bucks back not <laughs> i was like channeler i don't even know what that is he was a channeler the spirit guide spoke through him i was blown away the first time i saw a channeler because you just know it's real, you know, something is going on here when it's good.
0: Well, let me ask you, what does it feel like when you channel like a lot of uh, I've heard of channels that get tired, uh, get energized, they listen, they hear every word, others go to another place, some people feel like it's a dream. What does it feel like for you?
2: All all I've experienced all of those things. Um, in the beginning, I did get very tired after channeling, and I would I would get you very tired, and I would end up with my wife in like you know 24 hour diners in LA, scarfing food down at 1 a.m., trying mm. to ground myself. But you know, then I said, "This is not working." After gaining you know 20 pounds of that, I, said, <laughs> I can't do that anymore. <laughs> Need to find a better way. <laughs> so I did, and then uh, now it's pretty normal. I'm not hung- not hungry, not tired, not energized. It's kind of a uh, like, oh, so what do you want to do? You want to watch TV now? and <laughs> that's when I channel for my family but when i'm in public it's, i'm done i'm done i just drive home after
0: so, really? so, so it, it has no effect it has no effect I don't on really you remember physically. I, don't, I
2: remember about 10% i have about 10% recall after i okay. check.
0: okay so where do you go then do you just step by the Jersey. side Jersey. <laughs> um, <laughs> No,
2: no, I mean, did I you do
0: did you do something wrong? That is is that why they're sending you to Jersey? No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> there's there no Chuck
2: E. Cheese's where I lived in the Bronx. They're all That's in Jersey.
0: I don't... <laughs> we're having
2: way too much fun for this. This is supposed to be a very serious podcast. We're yes. talking about changing lives. My Spirit audience, we my audience knows each.
0: the show, and I do joke, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, so, do you
2: do my you step? Buddha, you up- know that Buddha statue behind you. I'm wearing like basically the same shirt. Look, it's pretty. You're pretty Look. close. Buddha's like just showing his flexing his pecs. <laughs> uh, I go into. Oh, that's a good question. Where do I go? Where do I go? I don't really see much. It literally is like taking a nap for me. It does feel like maybe there, I'm in a place where it's kind of dark and there's voices from another room with the doors are closed.
1: Imagine mm. if you could
2: hear people talking in another room, but you can't make out anything they're saying. And right. you just kind of are taking a nap. You're like, I don't, I'm not being disturbed by the noise. Let me just chill. That happens. Uh once in a while, once in a while, I'll feel like I am there's people with me. I assume these are the spirit guides that are with me. I Mm -hmm. feel that they are. Um, And I just feel they're just supporting me and kind of holding space for me. But very much there's no, there's no fireworks or anything like that.
0: Well, Let me ask you a question, because you've been around channeling for so long at this point in your life. Mm. And I get this question constantly. I'd love to hear your point of view because I have my own opinion on what the answer is. But I'd love to hear yours. Sure. There's so many people who call themselves channels. Mm. And some you can feel when they're real. Yeah. And others, it could be a little bit more of a show and it might not be as authentic as they're portraying it to be. From your point sure. of view, how can you determine if they're more authentic or if it's more of a show?
2: I got that idea of doing one of those like five ways to see if the channeling is
1: real.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's a good Instagram video.
0: I but just, for
2: me, I, I feel so to do that. Here's why. Mm-hmm.
1: You feel. I'm sorry. You feel. Too, about
2: to, it I you feel so negative it. to do that because. Okay. I know that. I was about to say. I know that people mean well, but maybe they don't. Maybe they, the. The name of being. Sure. Um. Okay. My bottom line is, I feel that we can say spirit guides. We can say dimensions. I'm working in the ninth dimension. I'm working in the seventies. I don't know. Feeling. I feel like if. That would be a bit negative for me to put out a, a video saying, here are the five ways to see if a channeler is real. It feels negative because I believe that ultimately the universe and reality is one big mystery. And we are finding our way, n- trying to organize this vastness that is unfathomable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But we are still saying, oh, looks like spirit guides are here. Okay, this what what seems what crystals do. Okay feel messages from the Palladians, from the Andromedans, from the Syrians, here are the differences between all of them. Here is what I feel that happens in the eighth dimension, the ninth dimension. I'm a 12th dimensional healer. I'm not saying you're not. Mm-hmm. You may be, because ultimately, who knows? But what I do feel is that we are, those of us who have impactful channeling, it's mm-hmm. clear. Its the reason is, one is, clearer channels, I feel, the ones who are fully out, they're not repeating things you've heard a million times. Mm. No. Yes, there are in music 16, 24 notes, 30 notes, maybe. And yes, you can use those notes and make a billion different songs. So the laws of universal living are not different laws. They're probably if I had to guess, maybe I could put it all into fifteen. But how do you how do you express that? Mm. Esther Hicks is Abraham, the wonderful spirit guide, is only talking about the law of attraction and vibration for twenty years. (laughs) No predictions, nothing, just about how to understand vibration. But it's spoken of in such a different way, or and 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 unique that I know that mm-hmm. the channel is is clear. I know so I do see a lot of channelers who are aspiring to be channelers online, and uh I can see that they're not fully in trance. And a full trance channel is rare, very rare. Channeling is not so rare. Doesn't mean that you have to be a full trance channel to give real powerful messages, no, you don't. You can channel and receive messages and repeat them. When I first began, I used to just write the messages and that was channeling. I am Red Eagle, I would like you to know it is time for you to start, and I would write it. Mm -hmm. And I started saying it, Red Eagle is saying this to you or Merlin is saying this to you or Archangel Michael, whatever the name of the guide is, is saying this to you. Then it became, hello, I am, and I was repeating what they were saying. I am so-and-so, I'd like you to know this. Then it became, my voice started changing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Started getting a little, little accent started coming. Oh, what is this going on here? But I'm gonna let it happen, I don't care. Then my eyes were still closed and then eventually my eyes would open. Over the process of years, year and then I was fully dropped out, I was out, where I would come back and go, whoa, something happened. So it was, through that, so it was it was a process. So, how to tell is, I think you, I think some people may look at <clears throat> even Esther Hicks, or a great channeler. Some people look at Jane Roberts, who was probably the greatest channeler of all time.
1: Edgar
0: Casey, yeah,
2: yeah, you may say, but we have video of Jane Roberts.
1: Yeah,
0: that's true.
2: <laughs> we don't video of Edgar Casey. So Jane Roberts would channel, and set The books are prolific. Every New Age, from Wayne Dyer to Deepak Chopra to many of them, got all information, Marianne Williamson, all of them got it from the Seth material. That sparked this, in, this whole new movement that's happening in the last 20 years in uh, consciousness or new age.
1: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor And now back to the show.
2: And some people, Jane Robertson say, "That's bullshit. Come on. <laughs> what do we want? Social Security number to you. I've given right. very specific messages and psychic readings. Very specific messages, and some people may still. So I think that there's, there's people who are, always in, on the understanding of consciousness and channeling and psychic phenomena, and mm-hmm. that work and that energy. There's people on the fence. And then there's people, doesn't matter what you do, you could tell literally their social security number and they'll be like, oh, I wonder how he got that information. (laughs) They're never going, they're not interested in believing. They're not either. And who needs them? Not everybody's going to be interested in all the same things. Everybody likes famous musicians that everybody likes. So there's never been a person who has been believed totally, including Jesus, Muhammad, Krishna, Buddha. Name them. They all had people who didn't believe in them and still do. So as a medium, I'll tell you, I eventually realize doing this work that you have to not care at all. You say that you're a channeler, welcome to target practice, buddy. I tell my students that all the time, welcome to target practice for some people. Mm-hmm. Who cares? All right. Try to be the clearest channel that you can be. I can teach you how to do that, but I don't think channelers are made. I think they're born.
0: Well, let me ask you. Born. So you said when you were 27, you had that channel with your mentor, uh, that session, and he said you're a channel. At what yeah. point did you decide to come out of the spiritual closet, the channeling closet? And what was that like? Because I imagine not everybody around you were like, dude, awesome.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, people, a couple of friends who were there said, oh, I told you you were psychic, I told you you're psychic. Sure. You imagine what you might be channeling. And I was like, it'll never happen. <laughs> here's the moment it took me 9 years 9 years from the message from the day that i was told that i would do that i resisted it for 9 years most stubborn person ever i had to be beaten down by life i had to have people die i had to have relationships break up i had to lose all prospects of other careers i had to be just at my lowest for me to go maybe maybe i am a channel <laughs> i really you know, they say take the path of least resist. I, I resisted the path of least resistance. I tried everything else to make uh, a, a person out of myself. And it was, um a, you know, professionally, and it was nothing was happening. And um it was like, but you know, you do that thing. I had actually had a friend who was not into the stuff at all. Like Wall Street guy, but we were friends. He was cool. One day he goes, people should just like pay to talk to you. And I thought, what is, what is he talking about? He goes, it's your thing. He's like, "You, you I just like talking to you. I might like call you, I just feel better. I said, I'm not gonna become a psychiatrist or a psychologist. He's like, no, 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 no. You know, like it's that, all that magical shit you're into. And I was, it's interesting because it came from someone who's not into this, but what? he was onto something. And I would say he was getting a message He'd never say he was getting a message. He'd be like, my gut tells me. I'm like, right, your gut tells you. Mm -hmm. So my gut told me maybe it's time. I I just surrendered to this thing and I had to be completely emotionally broken down. I did not want to be a channeler. There was no YouTube. There was no idea that that I would be making money from it. There was nothing. It was a place of solace. It was a place of surrender. It was a place of being so goddamn broken that anything, I was open to anything
1: mm-hmm.
2: because I was suffering from the death of my mom, my brother, my best friend who committed suicide. So I was broken. Wow. So when people say, what's the superpower for channeling? I'm, I say, your superpower is you're broken
0: mm.
2: because something has to break for something else to come through, for that to come through. So what am I te- when, I, when I teach people in my classes, they want to come in and do ohm, come in spirit guides. I'm holding my crystal. And now the guides will. I love crystals. I love doing this. I love talking to the spirit guides. But that's not how it happens. You can set an environment to be more meditative and, and quiet your mind. Good. I do that in my classes. But are you asking me, Alex, a hardcore question? sense, Like, how does this happen? And I would tell you that real anybody real athletes real musicians channelers they have to be broken for that shit to come through power
0: yeah it's pretty powerful because both you and i come from artistic backgrounds i've been a filmmaker for most of my career and i've had the pleasure of speaking to some of the greatest artists in the world rock stars mm -hmm. and things like that and i've asked them i go how is it what what comes through you when you're singing that song what comes through you when you wrote that thing what, you know, right. o- Oscar winners who go, like, when you were writing that, did you type and then stop and read it and go, who wrote that? And right. they, and they, and most of the writers all say, yeah, you, you, you chase that dragon all the time. Like, you hope for that. It doesn't always happen. But when it does, it's a beautiful thing. So I do think that you're right that at a certain level, we all channel something, whether that be the gut, whether that be intuition, whether that be these small ways of it, but but when you get into that zone, um, it, it's pretty powerful. It's a pretty power time. Stops yes. time stops. All right.
2: Way. So what I do teach people is how do you stop time? How do you surrender
0: mm-hmm.
2: that another class? But it would you would end up channeling anyway, <laughs> <laughs> meaning you would start getting messages. Your spirit guides, guys, listen out there your spirit guides do not hit you over the head don't come in like a ton of force they come in super subtle and quiet so when i channel later on the show what i do when i drop in is i become like almost like a three-year-old or an infant very sensitive to any stimulation so like i i wait for the spirit guides to the lightest touch just almost like a feather on my shoulder And I have to be so sensitive to feel that. If someone says, I'm going to touch you really softly now, there's something that's going to happen in you that goes, okay, let me prepare for that. Let me get really sensitive right now. So that's how the guides come through. It's like the first initial contact is like that. And then I kind of surrender into that very soft first touch. Imagine a finger on your shoulder. And I get real sensitive. And then I open that up and make it bigger for me. Does that make sense?
0: It makes perfect sense.
2: Okay, yeah, that's what I do. And then we go into it. So the spirit guides are not here. Can I talk about their purpose?
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask you about the spirit guide specifically, like how can we connect with them a little bit more? Because spirit guides have been, that's a word that's tossed around a lot nowadays. It is, it is a, it's is—it is—it's an idea that's actually started to come into mainstream idea, a mainstream idea that's starting to hit the zeitgeist. why are they here? What are they here to do? How can you connect with them more and so on?
2: So the spirit guides job is not to give you what you want. It's not to help you get what you want in a way like, oh, it's behind door number A, the thing that you want. Mm
0: -hmm. No,
2: what they do is that they help you connect the dots in your reality that you're experiencing day to day. They help you to kind of look in deeper. They bring you to situations That you normally go, you know, I wasn't supposed to be here tonight. We've all said it, right? Mm -hmm. We're we're having a really good time or something really cool happens. And you go, you know, and I wasn't even supposed to be here tonight. Yes, you were. What happened was something in you loosened up enough to move you to be there. Mm. So I'm always teaching people, how do you surrender more? How do you surrender more? Your sensitivity is your strength. Your sensitivity is your strength every great artist, every great singer. The reason you like them and the reason why they made work that impacted you was because they were dropped into their sensitivity a hundred times deep, not a little, all the way. So this surrender is where the guides come through and then they kind of bring you to these situations. They also help you connect.
0: So before we get started guys, you'll notice if you're watching the show that the background's a little different. We stopped for a second to get a better connection hopefully for our channeling session is gonna be a little bit more solid. So last last question I asked you, uh, Riz, was about the spirit guides and why they're here. How can we connect to them? What is their purpose and so on?
2: The purpose of the spirit guides is not to just give you what you want in life. Their purpose is to help you connect the dots, develop a deeper understanding of how your
1: reality is created. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And
2: understanding your path as a soul. So you've lived many lifetimes. Many times spirit guides will give you messages about what you have been working on in different lifetimes and who these people were. Sometimes they'll talk to you about how the person you might be having a conflict with in this lifetime is actually a close soul friend not a friend here on earth but on a soul level they are a friend because a true friend is there to help you grow and this lifetime they're here to take on the role of a challenger an opponent someone that you're at odds with to help you discover and create yourself more powerfully so that is the job of the spirit guides to help you discover yourself and also to create yourself more powerfully and powerfully also means more peacefully
0: now, one thing I'd I, I love that answer, by the way, but from what I understand as well, that when you were at a lot of us don't ask for help in our lives, we don't you like mean men.
2: We, you mean men, right?
0: Men generally. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. No, we, we don't. We don't. We don't. Generally speaking, people in general don't ask for help, you know, of God, of the universe, of, of the other side to help us on certain things. And even if you don't believe in the other side, you just say out loud, "Can someone help me do this or this or this?" And it's not about like, can you give me the lottery tickets. It's not about that. you know give me the lottery numbers. It's more like, I need an opportunity here. I need a job here. Can I will work if you just open a door for me, but I need someone to open a door for me, you know, right. and it's not ego based. It's not like I want to get that part in the movie because it's gonna make me rich and famous. It's more like these other kind of or oh, I want to find love. Can someone guide me to love? You know, what can I do? Is that well?
2: You're in, you're 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 touching on something very powerful and interesting. Because first thing I'm going to mm-hmm. say is the universe doesn't care if you want a billion dollars and want to buy, you know, toys with it and don't share with anyone. The universe doesn't have a judgment on that. So your noble purpose is not of any consequence to the universe. Obviously look around at all the <laughs> successful people that are not going to die miserable deaths. Like everyone's, Oh, they're going to die a miserable death because they're evil. No, a lot of people, evil people don't, they just do it. You're like, well, they're going to pay for it on the other side. Oh, they are. So you do believe in the other side. So the evil people are doing bad things with the things that they got, things that you want that you haven't gotten. You're nicer. You're smarter. You're a better person. Maybe you're more talented. Maybe you're better looking who knows. And you wonder why did this person get it? this isn't your first rodeo here. You've had many, many lifetimes. Many times the people who have tons of money are the people who died in poverty 10 lifetimes in a row. They get money like that this lifetime because this lifetime is not going to be about that. Earth is a school. It's not a place to get what you want. Apparently, sometimes it's not even to get what you think you need. Mm. Now, we can go back and forth about How much pain and tragedy and death there is in the world and just go right back to why do bad things happen to innocent people i'm an innocent person i had some really horrible shit happen to me so are you Mm -hmm. so but when i ask why did it happen i actually am going to listen to the answer and accept it so someone says to me why did your three people closest to you die miserable horrible deaths where they suffered you're going to say that's right uh, yeah, I am. How could I say that? Hmm. Oh, because I don't believe that my, even my death is wrong. It's bad. It's unpleasant. I've had super unpleasant experiences, but I don't consider them wrong in the context of reality. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be born. I'm going to die. I'm going to suffer. I'm going to live. I don't consider it wrong. I consider it me surrendering to the process of existing. Now I can scream to the heavens of why, 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 but I'm not really going to get an answer because there is no good answer to tell someone who doesn't want to hear it because they've already made up their mind that I'm really just suffering and I'm in pain so sometimes the why is just an exclamation of pain it's not really wanting to know why because what reason is going to be good enough there is now for me right there's well the reasons that were good enough for me were um I came to earth to learn about loss about pain about family Um, about that there's more to reality than just this physical flesh and bones. And I came to learn it, obviously, clearly. Why? Because the other alternative is I just came to suffer through a ton of pain and somehow hope that sometimes maybe something will happen. Someone will just throw me a bone. My Hmm. life is the bone I was thrown. Someone throw me a bone, you're alive, Riz. So I have my awareness and my consciousness, and all I need to do is develop that. I can move out of all situations. Yes, you can. Because here's the thing. There are people sitting in prison right now who are healthier, both spiritually and physically, than people walking around on the outside?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And some people say, "Well, I'd just rather," but they're in prison. I go, "Yeah, but you're in the prison of your mind." Well, at least I'm not in jail. Yeah, but you're kind of sick and tired and aggravated and frustrated. Well, if I was in prison, I wouldn't have any worries. You wouldn't have you. You, you obviously <laughs> have never been to prison. You've never seen a movie, have you? <laughs> You've never seen a movie or *Scared Straight*, have you, or any documentary? <laughs> No, they have worries. But here's the thing. Some of those people are surrendered to their experience. Mm. They're just surrendered to their experience. I'm going to tell you a story. Then we can see we're kind of channeling now. We're just flowing where it's supposed to go. Sure, sure, sure. There's no template to what we're talking about. All right. So I was on the phone with a good friend, a client, and she's a really um, fantastic yoga teacher, super popular, one of those rock star yoga teachers that really knows her shit here in the L.A. area. And she's like, Riz, I've been coming to your circles and then the whole thing. And I, I was like, well, here comes the question she's gonna ask me. She's like, I just wanna know. She's like, if you don't know, don't tell me. Don't say anything, but if, but if you do know, I really have a, a specific question about when. I said, okay. She goes, when am I gonna get it? I'm not gonna get it. She wasn't talking about money. She was talking about that moment. And I said, you know what, let me, that's a great question. Let me actually ask the guides and see if I actually get an answer. Maybe I'm going to get an answer that that's such a huge question. And I got an answer. I saw the number and I was like, I got the number 56. This is her reaction. All I heard on the phone was, Oh God. Right. Cause she's 38. She's been working in spirituality her whole life, dedicating it to serving the people, helping them with their bodies and their transformation and their breathing and everything. She's 38 and I just finished telling her, it's gonna be almost another 20 years before you have that breakthrough. And she went into it and I tried to console her. And I was like, she was like, how can I keep doing this for another 20 years So I'm at my breaking point? You're telling me I'm gonna get that freedom, that inner thing at 56. I said, look, you know, um, just live your life and do good. And, and then we finished the conversation and she felt a little better. And I said, I, I wanna just share something with you because it just struck me at that moment. Spent a good deal of my life in India and it has a certain philosophy there. I said, you know what's interesting? If I had said this same conversation with someone in India, they would be crying also, but they would say, are you talking about this lifetime? And they would be crying out of joy. They would be, if I said 50s, they would be like, You mean I'm going to get it in this? I thought you were going to say in three lifetimes. Or five (laughs) or ten. There's no way I could be so blessed as to get it in this lifetime. And so keep that in mind. When you're trying to make that breakthrough, it's a series of breakthroughs that are endless.
1: But don't
0: you you agree, Riz, that it is about letting go of the outcome and doing the work and enjoying the ride. Because if you're searching for enlightenment, you will never find it. It is when you release and surrender to whatever comes is when that that apparently does happen. But it's not like, I'm gonna be enlightened. Like you can't take a Western approach, a male energy approach. Like I will control, I will be the most enlightened. I will yes. be the most spiritual. Like you can't do that. It's a complete, um, surrender
2: and what is spiritual you know i'm here like, playing with my bracelet and someone mm-hmm. once said to me I, there was somebody who said riz how come you have that illuminati symbol on your hand i was like oh my god you are <laughs> the number one idiot i've ever <laughs> Sorry to say it this is not a goddamn Illuminati. illuminati was made up now this is a very ancient symbol about psychic awareness and it's just a triangle with an eye in it it's not about what yeah. somebody else turned it into yeah yeah <laughs> Right, you know me so well. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, okay, great. How come you are not talking about the rose and the owl? Oh, is a triangle. Do you even know what a triangle is?
0: <laughs> it's you know, it's a fascinating conversation. Rich. Well, let me ask you. So, can we can we talk to the guides? I think it'll be a let's very interesting it.
2: conversation. Let's do it. And um, I'm ready. And um, let's just say um, a few words before. Let's just drop in because I know we're we're really loud and having fun and laughing and and um, I got to quiet down. Um, I don't know who's going to come through. I have a couple of regulars who do come through. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, one at a time they may come through. I channel many, many different guides. Um, mm-hmm. One of the thing that's unique about what I offer is that I channel, I have probably channeled close to 40 to 50 different spirit guides. I've channeled mm-hmm. different books. My last book was called the nine keys. It was each chapter was written by a different spirit guide. So I don't channel
1: the same one every time. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
2: Um, Red Eagle is a message bearer. Some people call Red Eagle a Native American. Um, Some people say he's just tribal. I don't know what he is. We're not, you know, he's been many things. Uh, I think it's more like talking to a tree than talking to particular ethnicity. But he has that kind of tribal way about him. Phineas is another guide I channel. Phineas is, I call him the philosopher. He's very scholarly. He comes and speaks with kind of a different accent, and he comes to speak about, um, okay, I'm already getting the message, what he's here to talk about, so let's begin, okay? Mm-hmm. I think Phineas is going to come through first. If everyone is watching, you just take a, a little breath, and those of you who are really into and understand channeling, take a deep breath and close your eyes, and um, maybe you'll feel his energy coming through as well, and um, being with you. I'll see you later Alex all right I'm Phineas there are those who believe that technology is the future of your existence and they are concerned that technology shall replace their humanity it is with this term of artificial intelligence that you are contending with if there are any concerns or questions we are open for your discussion but first Understand that intelligence itself is what you are. It is what all things are. It is at the core, the essence, the impermeable. You cannot pierce it. You cannot get inside of it. Though you think of it as a place to go into consciousness, to drop into a deeper understanding, intelligence is all things. Intelligence is the very fabric of all things consciousness, intelligence is what you are, and love is your highest form of intelligence. Your problems can be solved with more love, can they not? For the resources that are needed by those who are hungry, those who hold these resources in the form of food and sustenance. If there is more love, then they are fed. If there is less love, then they will starve. And so, indeed, as your own poets have said, that love is all you need and understanding that love is the energy through which all can be accomplished but that would require an ascension and so you are then in your ascension process but what for is it to be very intelligent in terms of your cerebral prowess or is it actually about you surrendering to the feeling of love that you are and understanding that this word magic this has been used quite often where if you were to take a piece of technology and travel back in time, then this technology would be considered magic to those primitive peoples. And so in 100 or 200 years from now, perhaps you will see channeling as a technology, more of an inner technology, perhaps a different way of seeing IT, that is a different information technology. It is inner technology currently as this Energy, as you call it, or you call us by the name that we choose to use as Phineas, then you see it as a magical experience. You are hoping to receive some information, and that's what we are transmitting to you. But considering it is a spiritual experience, considering it is sort of a magical experience, you will wonder, is it really happening? Or perhaps this proof is needed through technology. Perhaps in a few centuries, you will develop a camera different than the one that you are watching this transmission on, and that will pick up the more subtle and finer energies through a very powerful and more sensitive lens. The more sensitive the technology, the more that you want it. Is that correct? hmm And so, if you are upgrading yourself, then you would have to upgrade your sensitivity. Your sensitivity would require you to surrender any blocks or any walls that you have around you. And that would require a very deep change of belief that you are safe as a being, that your entire existence, your entire planet and all of reality is safe. Whether you are in a physical body as you call alive or you are dead as you call it when you are no longer inhabiting the physical body. That you are safe in all dimensions, in all perceptions, in all realities. And that is where creation can happen. The most powerful creation happens where you are on the edge of your fear. Many poets and artists, inventors know this, that you must be at that edge of fear to create anything that is worthwhile, that will have an impact, that will spark new discussion, spark new thought. And since creation is the entire reason for your existence, whether it is here on this planet, this plane, or elsewhere.
0: Thank you so much for that, my friend. My first question to you is, what is the nature of consciousness and how does it relate to the divine?
2: There is no difference between physical nature that you are referring to here on this planet. What is nature? That which seems to be sprouting without your control. If you were to simplify the definition, would that be correct? You have no control over the fact that there is water on the planet, the fact that the trees and the flowers are sprouting from the earth and that the earth itself has nutrients. You find it to be something that you can scientifically compartmentalize and analyze. And yet you do not know why it is happening. The scientists only want to answer why by going deeper into the study of the physical structures of the planet of nature. Why is this element interacting with this element in such a way? Ah, it is because there are this number of electrons and this sort of frequency that things are on that are interacting with another. And so you have combustion or so you have another chemical reaction. That would be nature physically. And you are constantly studying it. You must consume nature to be in your nature. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. Even if you are a breathitarian, even if you are a fruititarian, a pescatarian, all of it is still nature. Air is nature. Do you agree? I do. And so the nature of reality has to do whether or not you believe you are the creator. Now, many in your history who have had spiritual awakenings, whether they were gurus or the common man, exclaimed out loud, I am God. And they were very quickly executed. Very true. And so the basic premise the belief that is deep within the core of most people is that they do not believe they are God. They want to have reasons that are separate from that fact. They do not accept it as a fact, and they do feel that this would be a very arrogant thing to say, that I am God. But do you believe God is love? Yes. Do you believe you are love? You will get a lot more yeses to that question than to the question, are you God? You will ask the common man, are you love? They will probably say, yes, I am love. Are you also magic? Yes, I am. Are you also intelligence? Yes, I am. So are you God? No, I'm not the creator of this reality. You see, this then begs the fundamental question, is this all there is? The planet, the physical, the idea of other dimensions, what you see in your dreams, is that real? Is that another physical place? Could you take a rocket and go to these other dimensions in which you inhabit in your dreams? The idea of where is consciousness? Now you may say, Phineas, consciousness is everywhere. And that seems to be a very common answer, isn't it? And yet you would also believe that the entire universe could possibly fit on the head of a pin. Couldn't you believe that? Mm -hmm. And so where is everywhere then? You're asking very powerful fundamental questions of, is there separateness? That is at the core of what you're asking. Is there one being observing another thing? And yet you want oneness. You do believe that oneness is the solve to all of your problems on the earth. You do believe that oneness with yourself would be solving all of your emotional issues as well. So oneness seems to be the key here. And yet most do not wish to ever exclaim that they are God. For God must retain The idea that there is a being who has created all things and is observing and judging, analyzing and assisting or not, all that occurs. And that belief has been ingrained. Those who have found freedom from this belief and its limitations shall find more peace for they will not come from the human approach which is not defective by the way The human approach of, I am a victim to circumstances. I am navigating in a landscape of reality that is full of obstacles.
1: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now, back to the show.
2: I am not entirely safe, though I am an eternal being. And there is a conflict there, for I wish to prolong my physical life. Are we moving too quickly for you? Not at all. And so you return to, are you the observer of the reality or are you the wider reality? And that would be the nature of reality. That you are all things, but you see as poetic as it is in its nature, meaning you like to hear that you are all things. What does it mean to feel it? And so that, then, brings us to that you are living in a feeling-based reality. Notice it. Everything is based on your feelings. If you are happy with your environment, you are happy. If you are happy with the behavior of your friends and your partners, your loved ones, then it is a good friendship, it is a good relationship, because they are behaving the way that you feel is good. The moment that they begin to behave in a way that you feel is not good, your relationship is not so good at the moment. Your friendship is not so good at the moment. So everything is based upon how you feel. You have made decisions about your reality that are agreements. For example, you have agreed that there is a certain time currently when you are recording this transmission. You have decided that there is such a thing as an hour, a minute, a second, a year. You observed that your planet seems to make one revolution around your sun. And you began to call that one year. You could have said that three revolutions make one year, but you decided that one makes one year. You even decided to call it one. You created this language. You created these numbers. You assigned these terms to organize your reality. A week is a week because you say it is. But what has helped you is physical nature. You notice that the sun seems to disappear, and then it seems to rise again, though it is not going up or down is it you are moving so you began to call that the sunrise and the sunset and you decided this shall be called a day through nature you began to organize the idea of time and so everything from then on became an agreement you began to study frequency and count it let us give you an example those who are musicians shall understand this you have heard of this terminology of Hertz. Yes? hmm In sound, you are very fond of certain numbers, 432 to be precise. And you find that this is the vibration, let us say that you hit the tone of A, and that vibration is going back and forth 432 times. You have decided that this, shall be called A, the note of A in music. And when it vibrates at a faster frequency, remember you created the numbers as well. Then you shall call that B or C. And as the notes get higher in pitch according to your own ears, you shall now raise it. This is a D, this is an E, this is an F. Oh, we can go the other way to the lower octaves. Sound has always been used to describe vibration and frequency. These terms are interchangeable. There are frequencies you cannot hear. Is that correct? Your dog can hear them. Mm -hmm. The dog's technology is different. It does not mean the sound does not exist because you cannot hear it. And so what you refer to as spirit guides and we are fond of the term. Perhaps will be perceived To some as a reality, when you develop a technology, perhaps you will develop a camera that will then see the spirit guide moving into the body of the channel. And then some will say, ah, now I believe it because this camera that I developed can show me energy moving into this person. Now it will not prove to you that there is such a thing as spirit guides because those who are scientific will then question further. Well, I know something is happening. (laughs) It is very similar to what is occurring on your planet now in the mainstream media about these unidentified aerial phenomenon they are no longer considered to be UFOs they are now referred to as UAPs are you familiar
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and so much discussion is happening in your government the government that you see and they are putting on a very big drama for you that they do not know and they must investigate when they know what they have known for close to a hundred years Do have
0: questions? I do. So let me ask you, why do you, why do we as human beings have such a difficult time understanding that we are God? We are part of the one and we are an extension of the one. Why is that such a difficult concept to understand?
2: Perhaps its difficulty lies in not accepting that your path is eternal as expansive. Now, One may say that when you hear a truth being said to you, it resonates with you. Is that correct? Yes, very much. Something to resonate, it must mean that the receiver is attuned to the spectrum of frequency of that transmission. Therefore it can resonate. If it does not resonate, it is because Mm. that is shut off for their resonation to happen, the resonance to happen, that means that they are in some level of awareness on the same page and so as the soul that is you you do not have a soul you are one as you are moving forward as you project you see the terms we are using are meant to be descriptive of your feeling of progression you are moving forward and so the forgetting and the remembrance is how people have been describing this that you have forgotten your divinity and so you must remember it. Well, why do you keep forgetting it and remembering it in every successive life? That seems to be a bit of a drag, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes. It is not that you are learning the same things, you are learning more things. And if you believe that there is a great unknowingness of that which is, meaning that there's always more to learn, then that is what is happening. That the God energy that you are referring to as the creative force, or the creative force that you are referring to as God energy, is so massive and endless that you shall never know it all. And why would you want to? Perhaps that would take all the fun out of it. Why would you want to know every inch of reality? For what type of control are you seeking for yourself to know everything? And then what shall you do? And so we ask you, Is peace the highest vibration on the planet possible? Or is there something even of a higher frequency than peace? What about celebration? We believe, for you, celebration is a higher frequency than peace. Wouldn't you rather have 7 billion people on your planet dancing and singing together than just sitting there in meditation, ignoring one another, not interacting, trying to connect to something else, rather than god in all things around them and so celebration is interactive you see where peace is more quiet it is not great appreciation appreciation is your gratitude in motion is it not Mm -hmm. let me show my appreciation your property appreciates in value when you add more to it and so you are constantly in appreciation your value is increasing as you appreciate all information and you are removing your blinders and filters of how it feels. Meaning, is it unpleasant or pleasant? For many of your most unpleasant experiences have given you the strength and the character that you have. And many of your pleasant experiences later on felt detrimental to you. There are many whom you have met At first glance, upon first meeting that you did not get along with, and they turned out to be very close friends as time went on. And the opposite has been true, has it not? You got along famously in the beginning until you got to know them. And so what this tells you is to not react or judge too much as you are experiencing the reality that what you are learning from your teachers and your channeling is to Open your mind means that you are freeing yourself of judgment or blame or your initial reactions to something because your initial reactions to something have been programmed by the beliefs you have held that were programmed into you. Mannerisms that are accepted in one country, normal physical mannerisms will not be accepted in another country, for they will be found to be
1: offensive socially. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
2: You cannot belch at a table in America and be invited again to dinner, but it is very common in the East. It is regarded as a natural physical function. And so it is not judged as socially unacceptable. Do you follow? I do. It is very impolite in America to ask a person how much they earn. And in the East, it is very common to ask, for they are all suffering in the same way and want to get ahead. And they are wondering, what do you earn? Do you see?
0: Well, let me ask you, how we've spoken a little bit about reality in this conversation. How can we have more, lack of a better word, control, or how can we design our reality or do we design or co-create our realities.
2: You are designing tomorrow at this very moment. Now this transmission, this recording, shall be viewed at many different times. There will be those who see it as soon as you load it up onto your internet. And there will be those who discover it years from now. And yet it will always be now, my friend. Whenever you are watching this transmission, it is now. It is not in the future someone will discover this video. They will discover it in their own now. Do you agree? I do. They may look at the date of the video and say, ah, this was created many years ago. It will not matter for the transmission and the energy of it is as potent at any moment when you are receiving it. And so this then can bring you therefore to understanding how you are shaping, as you call it, or creating your reality. For underneath it, there is some murky, swampy area in which perhaps a little fish is hiding. And that little fish is saying, what I really mean is how do I get what I want? You are back to that premise. You may then qualify this statement and say, but I do not want much, you see. Phineas, I only want a comfortable home. I just want to be happy. I want enough money to be comfortable. Well, a person may not be comfortable unless they have $10 million or $10 billion. Why is it up to you to decide what they should have or not have to be comfortable? Very Are you living a spiritual existence? The old statement... We are spiritual beings having a human existence. Have you heard it? I have. Let us correct it for you. You are spiritual beings having a spiritual experience. You are not limited by anything in terms of how you may feel. You are the creator of how you feel and your self mastery shall be that you are able to take yourself from a bad feeling place into a good feeling place without moving a muscle, without anyone around you changing anything at all. How they speak to you, how they do not speak to you, what they do to you or for you or not do to you or not do for you, whether that is your personal relations or the world at large. You are the creator of how you feel. If you do not like what you see, you shall feel bad. This is your program. It is a very simple program you are operating in. If they do not say what you like, do what you like, then you feel bad. You say, it is impossible then if they are not doing what I like or saying what I like and the world is not what I like, then how is it possible for me to feel good? We shall ask you the same thing, is it possible? Yes. Then you will have to begin with a very simple exercise that we offer to any of you who are receiving this transmission. Begin to notice today or tomorrow for the next several days, how many things you are making wrong that you see or hear or sense in any way And notice how that list gets longer and longer. Then, after several days of this, do the reverse. How much do you see is right? And then observe yourself. That is what makes you feel good or bad, what you are deeming to be right or wrong. It is a rather simplistic way of seeing it, and it is not why you are on the planet, to get what you want. You are here to discover and to create yourself. To discover and to create yourself.
0: How can we have a deeper connection with our spirit guides?
2: First, you must quiet your mind. First, understand that you are always near them. They are not far away in some other dimension that you must yell. They are assigned to you before you are born. Agreements were made. And your connection to them is very similar to your connection to anyone, which is a surrender. You must surrender to a relationship. You have physical romantic relationships, intimacy, and you must surrender to intimacy. You must surrender to the gifts within you. If you are playing an instrument, you must surrender to that. If you are learning to dance, you must surrender to the music, to the rhythm, to the melody for you to then be perceived as dancing. You are surrendered to the dance when you are bathing in the sun and allowing the sun's rays to do its work on you, you you're surrendering to the sunlight. And so You must surrender to the connection to your spirit guides. Now, there are modalities that shall help you to quiet your mind, such as meditation and focusing on the breath. To simplify this, go into your deepest state of relaxation by any means that are available to you. Now, as this begins to happen, the process is very subtle. You will begin to feel the subtlety of the energy of the guides happening with you. When the guides are coming to you, then they are reflecting to you that which you are wanting to hear. So in order to be more clear in this, there must be the receptor within you that is doing something it is not used to. That is, I believe there are spirit guides. I would like to hear their messages. But you see, the messages are delivered in a way that is a vocabulary that is in the beginning not entirely understood. And so certain words, phrases, feelings are then transmitted to the receiver, that is you. And they may not make sense to you in the beginning. Perhaps you will only receive a word. Perhaps you will only receive a thought. Perhaps only, only a colour or a sound, you see. And so great diligence and surrender is required If you wish to strengthen this connection. Now why must it be so difficult, you say? Why can I simply I see my spirit guides? Well, my dear, that is simply like saying that why do I not know the lottery numbers? I should just know them. And then you shall have them, and then you shall have your riches, and then what? Shall the emptiness be filled? You are a creative, dynamic intelligence, and so that is the essence of what you are. You're required to consistently learn and expand, and your capacities are far beyond what you know them to be. You are just beginning to tap into the vastness of the power and magic that you are.
0: What advice do you have for somebody who is beginning their spiritual journey?
2: Learning. What you are grateful for. For some, gratitude cannot be expressed for simply the roof above your head or the food upon your plate. They cannot connect to this. The gratitude must be consistent and authentic. Perhaps they are only grateful for their dog or their cat. Perhaps they are only grateful for the blanket that is covering their body when they sleep. Perhaps they are only grateful for the air they are breathing, or perhaps something of the taste of a fruit or a food, that frequency, that energy, that spark in that moment a feeling grateful must be made very large. Meaning the tiniest thing must be made large for you. How do you do that? Well, that is again where you surrender and you begin to learn that indeed, as was said earlier, your sensitivity is actually your strength. It is your poor, you are pure sensitivity. When your sensitivity is open, then your flow of creation happens much more easily there is a fluidity to it and that is perhaps why you refer to it as a channeling so to begin your spiritual path you must spend more time in gratitude in observing the world and breathing you must slow the breath down we recommend the physical modality of healing referred to as breath work you are only alive if you are breathing, correct? hmm And so let us begin at step one, to breathe. You will calm your nervous system down. Oh, there is a very interesting point to make. Do you know why most people smoke, whether it is cigarettes or marijuana? Why? It's probably the only time they are taking a deep breath. <laughs> it allows them... <sighs> to breathe a deep breath. And they then look at the substance in their hand and say, thank you to this, when actually 50% of the work was done by this.
0: Do you have any predictions for us on what we can expect in this year and maybe next because the world is so upside down at the current moment?
2: The time of the brute is coming to an end. men. are sensitive and in their hearts and in their strength shall begin to be seen. You are seeing the climax and the culmination of those who believe that force and judgment and blame and dehumanizing others is their path to power. And this sort of anger shall not promote peace or well-being amongst the
1: people. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
2: And so this balanced energy is rising. And what you shall witness over the course of the next two years on your planet is the last dying breath of those who believe that force and aggression shall be the way of the future. It shall not be easy, but it shall be worthwhile. Bless you.
0: Do you have any final words for our audience?
2: Hello, I'm Radico. We Welcome to say the final words to you. If you do not, surrender to the magic of life. And the magic of life is not only in the pleasant experiences. There is magic happening everywhere at all times. This device that you are watching this transmission on is made of countless particles that are pulsating and radiating. In fact, your phone, your laptop, All of it is breathing. Some people have to take the sacred plant medicine to see it. The tree is breathing. Everything is breathing. This computer that you are on is not even a solid. There are many, many, many small particles pushed together, but there is space in between them. All of these particles are pulsating, radiating, moving. They have a frequency. And yet, they are so close together you see it as a solid. But if you are At a higher, faster frequency, and even tinier, you can move right through this so-called solid mass. You are not seeing in real time. Everything you are seeing is at the speed of light, and it is not the fastest speed. You are only able to see because you are seeing light reflected off of an object back to your eye, and that takes time. That means that right now, as you are watching this video, you are not even seeing it in real time. And you are not hearing it in real time because it takes time for the sound to reach your ears. It travels at the speed of sound. So you are not hearing anything in real time. You are not seeing anything in real time. You are seeing it just a bit after the fact. And you ask, what is the now? What is real? You are making do with what you are able to sense. So you hear the sound. It seems to be now. You watch the mouth of the channeler moving and you say it is now. Then you see it. You see the light, you see the the vision on the screen. You say, I'm seeing it now. Even though you know scientifically you're not seeing it now. You're seeing it after it reflects back to your eye. So what is the present moment? Most of the time when you feel pain, it is because of something that happened in the past and something you are worried about is going to happen in the future. It is not really the present. So when you are dropping into the present, there is a neutrality. There is a stillness that happens. And that stillness is what you are. When you begin to know this and awaken to this, you will be free.
0: Can I ask you one more question? Sure. What what is the most important lesson that you would give us today?
2: Your surrender is your victory. You have to know what you are surrendering to. If you surrender to the love and the magic that you are, if you surrender to that there is magic happening at all times, and you are not in danger, oh, you will fight that one, won't you? You will fight it tooth and nail. But here is what is dangerous. Here is what is dangerous. You have a list. You have so many lists. What answer do you want? There's going to be a formula. We'll give you the formula. Ah, That is nice, but tell me something more. Why, because you cannot do that one? Well, I know that one already. If you knew it, you would be living it. Bless you. My guys don't play, man.
0: (laughs) They do not, my friend.
2: (laughs) And they're so full of love. How are you? I feel great.
0: That was intense, man. Phineas and 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 um and what was Red the Eagle. name of the second Red, Red Eagle? He they, he just showed up, and the energy of the room changed pretty quick.
2: Yeah, it's like they they um yeah I've been living with them for a long time. And they're kind of like a tag team, great professors together. You know, uh, Phineas I feel is very cosmic, and Red mm-hmm. Eagle is very earthy, and he's just like yeah. get up, and come with me. It's like that energy. He's like the grandfather, big brother that we
0: need my friend that was a pretty you know i've done a lot of these that was a pretty amazing one um Thank to you. say the least it was really amazing you can feel, i mean i could talk to them for hours you can just come anytime <laughs>
2: you want man come down to la <laughs> we'll have a great time man with so much to talk about i'm really i'm really grateful to be here and for you guys dropping in and um listening to us
0: um so let me ask you a few final questions to ask all my guests my friend yeah. what is your definition of living a fulfilled life
2: and you know, I just wanna say, you know, I'll say something and it sounds real simple. Um, it's it's not what you do, it's not your job. It's how you are doing things, not what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I find that the happiest people are the ones who, who find a way to be themselves um, in whatever it is that they do, whoever it is that they're with, whatever it is that they're encountering, they're staying spontaneous. They're not in their pre-planned answers of everything. Um, I used to think it was what you what you do. And now I'm realizing it's just how you live. It's how you're doing anything. It's not what you're really doing. I mean, you can always find. More interesting, happy jobs, you might say, mm-hmm. but it, it's not all that um, ultimately, because even then you may get it. And you still feel a little empty. So I would say it's that. Um, and then on a simpler answer, you gotta travel. <laughs> you have to travel. Get oh my God, you have to travel. By the way, I just want to say something. Speaking of which, and I wanted to talk about this. You know, I lead retreats. My wife mm-hmm. and I lead retreats all over the world. We go, we have our company's called Sacred Earth Retreats, and you guys, I'm sure you'll put my website. You guys come. Sure,
0: to me. sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: We just came back from Egypt. I take people to mystical trips into the pyramids, I channel on, on the sand around the pyramids with our camels. I sit there on the sand and we get messages and uh, we go to Japan. We're going to Japan next spring. We have an Egypt retreat coming up and we have a Mount Shasta retreat coming up. Sedona, Arizona, the energy vortexes on the land and a really special one. I just added, which is a a paranormal retreat, which is happening in Salem, Massachusetts (laughs) in October. Staying of at a, a beautiful, beautiful haunted historic site all to ourselves by the sea. And we go into Salem every day and we're doing channeling and ghost hunts and um, going <laughs> into the forest with the local witches there. So if you're interested in that, please go to my website, Rismirza.com and you'll see all that information. And I do phone sessions, by the way, guys. Um,
0: how do you define God?
2: Love. Because when I experience love, I'm experiencing God. I'm, uh, Of course I am. It's in those moments you realize it when the baby is born you realize it when you look in the eyes of someone you love you realize it when you realize your life how much it means that's god it's not it's not a, a separate being it's the force it it's is
0: force. it is yeah uh what is the ultimate purpose of life
2: to um to surrender the guide's taught me that it's just mm-hmm. surrender all the time doesn't mean you give up that's not the same thing when you surrender to the music, you're not giving up. When you surrender to love, you're not giving up. When you surrender to strength, you're not giving up. When you surrender to a hug, you're not giving up. That's the bullshit they told you in school. You surrender, you lost. It's mm-hmm. the opposite. Surrender, you win. Just know what you're surrendering to. And
0: do you have any parting messages for the audience?
2: Uh let's let's try to move away from being a comment society. I'm really I'm getting annoyed and just tired of everybody just commenting all the time, sitting at we're just scrolling and commenting left and right and saying rude nonsense bullshit all the time it's mm-hmm. just ridiculous you look like a fool doing it because it's really easy to sit there and just sit at the computer and just i'm going to type this nasty comment um we need to support each other more we need to understand that everybody's on a path and we're not going to get further as a planet or as uh, a race if we don't and um look at all the stuff that's happening where the government is talking about oh there are ufos and maybe there are alien life forms yeah there are and they know a lot about them too <laughs> and how are we going to be part of this big cosmic, I call it the cosmic states, you know, not the United States of America. We're like, the whole. we're all part of this society mm-hmm. that's bigger than us. And that's what's going to happen as we evolve. We're going to be in contact with all of these other civilizations that go, oh, now you're ready to be part of us because you're too busy killing each other and hating on each other. And that's why we're not landing on the White House lawn because you'd try to shoot us and then we'd have to take you out so we're having mercy by not landing on the white house lawn okay we're going to do it behind the scenes while you guys get your shit together and evolve and then we can have a peaceful conversation and that's what what i see is happening that's my message we'll be right
1: back after a word from our sponsor and now back to the show my friend uh it's
0: been a pleasure uh talking to you and and uh i appreciate all the work that you're doing to awaken the the, universe, the planet, and humanity, my friend. I appreciate hey, you.
2: Thank you so much, Alex. Much love to everybody. Peace.
0: I want to thank Riz so much for coming on the show and sharing his gifts with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 260.